Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I had a good time this morning. And uh, my spirit has been turned ever since. Uh, we got back to the house and I was waiting for uh, Pastor Sandy to get the meal uh, together. And, and so my spiritual son, he was, we were talking uh, this afternoon. And uh, we just got to, got to talking about, you know, Genesis chapter 1. We got to talking about the power of the voice. How many know, and you've heard me, hopefully you've heard, remember me saying this, that your first response always determines what happens next in your life. Oh, come on now. In any situation, come on, in any situation, your first response determines what's going to happen next immediately. Whatever, however you respond to a situation is going to determine what happens, the steps that's going to take place in your life next. Amen. Come on now. How you respond. Come on. If somebody comes up to you and they say something you don't like, your next response, come on, is going to determine how the conversation is going to go. Come on now. And so when the devil comes to you, come on now, when he comes to you and he challenges you, your first response is going to determine what's going to happen next. Come on now. Your first response is going to determine what happens next. Are you going to give in to him? Are you going to get the woe is me mentality? Or are you going to get a bulldog tenacity? Come on now. I told you the story last time I was here, I remember. I was going to just share with me about the bulldog, remember? I told you about how the bulldog has a locking mechanism on its jaw and how it locks in. And once it locks in, you can't do anything to that dog. You'd have to kill him in order to get him to unlock that. Unless he chooses to let that ball go. Oh, come on, my brother's had several bulldogs and he likes, you know, he used to play with them. And he would put a ball on a string. And so when they would grab a hold of that thing, when they lock in on that, you, they, unless they choose to let go, you can beat that dog, you can slap that dog, you can kick that dog. You can even shock that dog. But if he doesn't choose to let go, you're not going to get that away from him. How much more as a child of God, come on, that we have to lock in on the Word of God. Amen, amen. Uh, come on, we got to lock in so that the Word of God, come on, has to be real in us. It has to be alive in us. And so that's why the Word of God, the Word says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. But it's coming from a God mentality. A daddy mentality. Come on now. And you know, this is just not automatic. You understand. You're not an overcomer just because you're a Christian. Let me try this out over here. <laughs> I'm going to see which side is going to pull on me tonight. Come on now. Just because you're Christian doesn't mean that this is automatically going to work for you. There's a lot of people think because I'm a Christian that this word is just automatic. No, it's got to come out of your mouth. You've got to activate it. But you can go to the dealership and buy a brand new car, give them $30,000, which that would be a cheap price for a brand new car nowadays. But if you gave them $30,000, they gave you the key to the car. Come on now. The Bible says he's given us the keys to the kingdom. Right. Does he not? Amen. And they give you the car. You pay for the car. You've got the key. And you walk out there and you look at that car and you get in it. Yeah. It's your car. You own it. You have the title deed to it. Yeah. Do you not? Yeah. yeah. But you ain't going nowhere. Come on. And that car ain't going to do nothing for you until you put the key in it and fire it up. Yeah. Huh? Come on now. And so we, as a children of God, we got to, listen, we got to put fire. Oh, my, my. We got to put gasoline. Come on now. We got to put gasoline in our, in our faith. Come on now. But just because if we ask Jesus Christ come into our life, say the sinner's prayer, you're going to go to heaven. But you determine how you're going to get there. That's right. That's right. Let me try this out again. I said, you're going to determine, are you going to go to heaven successful? Or are you going to, come on, barely make it in heaven? Come on, you're going to struggle every single day of your life. How many Christians, think about it, <coughs> excuse me, how many Christians, think about it, that struggle every day? You come across, you know, they, they, it, it has nothing to do with their love for God. You know they love God, but they struggle. 
You go to carry on a conversation, matter of fact, you know, sometimes you'll turn around. I remember I pastored for 25 years. I know what I'm talking about. When you have a church of almost 2,000 people, right at 2,000 people is what I had when I was there, members. And out of 2,000 members, you go to the grocery store, most likely you're going to see somebody you know. There were times when I go to the grocery store and I see a person in the aisle, I would literally turn before they see me and go down another aisle. <laughs> Pastor! Huh? Yeah. It isn't because I didn't love them. I just wasn't interested in what they had to say. Because I already, because I knew them, I knew how the conversation was going to go. Well, you got to hear somebody say, well, that ain't a very good pastor. No. I just didn't want to put, listen, I didn't want to be contaminated with their words. Don't let it get quiet in this Blue Gospel Church. <laughs> last time I checked, I thought it was a church of God. Uh, last time I looked on the bill on the side, it is a church. Last church, most church of God I know are kind of a little lively. I go, I go to different church of God. I go to one, and some of them in Ohio. And I mean, they, they, they know how to praise the Lord. Don't let them, don't let them northerners out praise us southerners now. Amen. 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 So shout amen. 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 Glory to God. So yeah, because I didn't want to be contaminated. Listen, excuse me. It is so crucial. It is so crucial who you allow to speak into your life. Uh, come on now. It is crucial who you allow to speak into your life. But sometimes you just got to shut down the conversation. Huh? Can you say amen? amen? I said sometimes you just got to shut down the conversation or just walk away. Because I'm going to tell you something. Because their, their words, come on now, will determine how you're going to respond. Come on. Amen. You can listen. So you got to make a decision. So the Holy Spirit, as we're there, as we're there worshiping tonight, He shifted my message again. Man, I really want to put something else, but He shifted it. Hallelujah. And so we're going to go with the way the Holy Ghost says go. So this afternoon, I was talking to uh, Stacy this afternoon, and we were just uh, sharing a few things. And, and I began to talk to him about Genesis and, you know, and how, the begin how did the beginning of time happen? How did he get here? How did the, 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 the presence of God get to the earth? How did the presence of God get to the earth? Because in Genesis chapter 1, it says this. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Does it not say that? Huh? And then the next verse says, and yet the Holy Spirit hovered. Yeah. Upon the chaos, the, the presence of God was there, but yet there was chaos. That's right. I said the presence of God was there, but yet there was chaos. The Holy Spirit was there, but yet there was chaos. So what was going to change? What was, going to, what was going to change the chaos? What was going to, 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 to make things different? Because how many, come on, you don't have to raise your hand and think about it. How many times have you had chaos in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. How many times have you had chaos in your life? Come on now. So, and you, and you seem like it's just constant and you just can't get rid of it. Well, I'm going to give you some nuggets tonight. I'm going to give you some instructions how you can get out of that situation. How that situation is not going to dictate to you and, and, and design and determine how you're going to be. You're going to dictate to that situation. Because we got to have a shift. Come on now. We as, as children of God, come on now. we got to have a shift in the mechanism. we got to change the way we think. I was sharing with my son today. You know, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right? So in order to get things in your heart, it has to come to your head first. Huh? So in order to have a change of heart, you got to have a change of mind. In order to have a change of voice, you have to have a change of heart. So let's go backwards. So if we're going to take, come on now, if we're going to rewind what comes out of our mouth, come on, 
Then we got to change what's in our heart. Then how are we going to change what's in our heart? We got to change what's in our mind. How are you going to change what's in your mind? What comes in your ears? Huh? Who is speaking to you? What, well, who are you allowing to speak into your life? What are you listening to? What words? Come on now. What words are, are implanting themselves? Because words are seeds. Huh? Come on. I said words are seeds. And those seeds will create a, a harvest. Come on now. We'll create a crop. And eventually you'll reap that harvest. So I'm asking you tonight. What harvest are you reaping right now? You want to know why there's chaos in your life? What, you, what have you been, come on, what have you been planning? What have you been allowed planning into your heart? What have you been allowed planning into your mind? See, I can, I can get into a conversation with, with a person. In two minutes, I can locate what's in their field. I can locate where they're getting their substance from because of what comes out of their mouth. See, when I talk to someone and I carry on, I can tell you exactly where they come from. That doesn't mean they're sinners. doesn't mean they don't love God. But it does mean that Satan's been taking advantage of them. Huh? See, as a child of God, we should not allow Satan to take advantage of us. There is actually a scripture in Greece that says, Let Satan take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And so, in other words, if Satan can take advantage of us, then we can take advantage of him. I think it's time. Come on now. I think it's time as a born again child of the living God. Come on now. I think it's time that we start taking advantage of Satan. Amen. Amen. Oh, somebody help me in here tonight. Huh? Glory to God. Somebody help me in here tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so it's time. It is time that we start taking advantage of him. So how are we going to do this? Well, let's go back. How did God take advantage of Satan? Huh? Come on. How did God take advantage of Satan? God took advantage of Satan by what? He, and the next scripture said, and he said, let it be. So something, listen, do you think, knowing that the Holy Spirit is hovering over your life 24-7, because the Bible says that when, before Jesus ascended to heaven, he told the disciples, huh, come on, he said, I'm leaving a who? A comfort with you, which is what? Which is who? The Holy Spirit, the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Ghost, right? Well, if he's leaving the Holy Spirit with us, come on now, that means he's with us 24-7. He doesn't take a day off. All right. Do you think the Holy Spirit likes you sick? No. Do you think the Holy Spirit likes you hurting? No. Do you think the Holy Spirit likes chaos in your life? How come he ain't doing anything about it? Huh? We're not, come on, we're not commanding him. He can't do anything until somebody said something. Because <clears throat> the Bible says this, that the same spirit, come on now, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Do you know how much power it takes to raise somebody from the dead? Do you know how much power it takes to put a new mind in someone, a new heart, a new stomach, new organs, and tell them to come forward? And they come. Come on now. Let's go, let, well, let's go back in Mark's gospel where he talks about Lazarus. Remember when, when Lazarus was dead? Remember the, the sisters sent word to Jesus? Remember? He, they sent word to Jesus that your, your, your friend Lazarus is dead? Huh? He said Lazarus is dead. And Jesus said, you know, and, and so Jesus told them that, you know, that he's, only, he's only sleeping. He's not, he's not dead. Huh? So his first response was this. What they said is not going to determine what's going to happen next. What I say is going to determine what happens next. Right. Yep. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Immediately, he, un he understands. He, listen, it wasn't so much Jesus as being Jesus. It was Jesus knowing who he was. It wasn't just the name that he was named Jesus. You understand. 
It's not just because I'm named Phil and I travel all over the world. That has nothing to do with the authority that I have as a believer. Come on, it has nothing to do with the authority that I have as an overcomer in this life. Come on, man. What it has to do with is that I know who I am. And I know who he is. And because I know who he is, therefore I know who I am. And once I know who he is and I know who I am, therefore I realize and understand the authority that I have as a born-again child of God. Not only do I understand the authority, I know how to use it. Come on now. You have to know how to use it. It's one thing to know about it, but it's another thing to use it. What good is it to have a badge as a, as a police officer or someone in the party? What good is it to have it if you don't use it? Huh? What good is it to have a weapon and somebody's taking advantage of you and you not use the weapon? How many battles would you lose? Huh? And a lot of Christians are losing every single battle because they're not using the weapon that God gave them, which is the Holy Ghost. Huh? Come on now. And so we see here, let's go back real quickly to Genesis chapter 1. So we see the chaos and the Holy Spirit's hovering. Come on now. I said the Holy Spirit is hovering, but the Holy Spirit wants to do something, but it can't do anything until somebody says something. Well, who said something? Who said something? Come on, help me. Who said something? God said. Come on. God said, let there be. All right? God's been talking since the beginning of time. You understand? He has put his words right here. The authority of his words is right here. What needs to go, it, it doesn't need to stay here. It don't do you no good if it's staying in this book. Come on now, the word of God doesn't do any good staying here in this book. The only, time, only way that this is going to make a difference is it has to get in here. Come on now. And so once it gets in here, then it begins to make a difference in you, but it's not going to make a difference into a situation until it comes out of here. Oh, come on now. Help me. Uh, come on now. You gotta help me. I'm here tonight to help you. Come on now. I'm here to help you take authority as a believer. I'm here to, to, to you have gone through enough. Come on now, I said this one. Look, enough's enough. You know, you gotta get sick and tired of being sick and tired, like I said this morning. You gotta draw a line, a Holy Ghost line in the sand and say, This is enough. You need to draw a bloodline in the sand. Say, Devil, you're not crossing this line anymore. No you're not coming into my family anymore. No Take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my body. Take your hands off my children. Come on. And take your hands off my stuff. Amen. We're waiting for somebody to come along and give us some special potion. God says, I've already given it to you. What are you waiting on? So he said this. So he said, and God said. And when God said, guess what? When he released it out of his mouth, the Holy Spirit took his word. When he said, let there be, he took the bee and brought it into existence. Huh? Come on now. I said, he took the bee and brought it into existence. And when he brought it into existence, come on now. The moment he did that, chaos had to go. But chaos cannot stay where the word of God is real. But chaos cannot stay where the word of God is present. You are, come on now, you are the walking word of God today. Huh? Come on now. Jesus, I am the way, the life, and the truth. You must come through Christ. And once we've gone through Christ, guess what? Everything that he had, everything that he was, everything that he is, and everything that he's going to be is in you. That means that you're that you're already victorious. You just got to remind yourself that you're victorious. Right. Come on now, you're already overcomer. You just got to remind yourself that you're an overcomer. Right. Thank you, Lord. Right. Thank you, Lord. 
And the only way you're going to shut the devil's mouth is through the word of God. The only way you're going to change the chaos in your life is through the word of God. So he said this. He said, so let there be. He was being very prophetic. You understand? The father was being very prophetic. And in that anointing of the prophetic, he put that same anointing in you. When Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago and rose again on the third day. Come on now. That same prophetic anointing went into you. How many of you don't have to be a prophet to be prophetic? Oh, let me try this out over here. I'll get you quiet over here. Uh, come on now. I said, you don't have to be a prophet to be prophetic. That's right. Listen, you can prophesy over, your, over yourself every day. Uh, come on. You need to be prophetic over your life every day. You're not going to change somebody else until you change you. That's right. Huh? You're not going to change the situation until you change you. So you have to get a hold of this revelation. Because now let's go back to, to uh, uh, when Jesus was, was talking to the, the sister that sent the word. Lazarus. Remember when Jesus showed up? Lazarus is already dead. How many days was he dead? Four. He didn't even pass the three. He went to the four. Huh? How many know that if you've been dead four days? Huh? Come on now. And you have to understand the Egyptians. They used the Egyptian. They used the Egyptian embalming method. Alright? They took out the heart. They took out the lungs. They took out all the organs. They even took out the brain through the nose. So what we have here is a corpse. No brain, no blood, no heart. See, we just think about the story. Lazarus comes hopping out. But see, you, you got to understand what went on before the hopping happened. <laughs> huh? Come on, you need to understand what happened before the hopping. If you can understand before the hopping what happened before the hopping, then you'll start hopping too. Don't ask me to repeat that again. <laughs> Amen? And so you have to understand. So when Jesus started, when Jesus came on the scene, come on now, when the presence of God showed up, come on, how many know that you should be contaminated with the presence of God? Yes. Huh? Come on, you should be contaminated with the presence of God. But in order to be contaminated with the presence of God, we have to start right here because I got you to get to understand something. So now you have to go to Ezekiel chapter 37. In Ezekiel chapter 37, I'm going to write these names down because I'm just going to quote them as we go on tonight. Ezekiel 37, verse 1, it says, and the, and the hand of the Lord was upon me. Now this is Ezekiel talking. Come on, and he said in verse 37, verse 1, he says, and the hand of the Lord was upon me. And the Bible says that he carried me out in the midst of the spirit. Everybody say spirit. Spirit. So we got to stop right there because you have to understand something. In order for you to be, to be prophetic over your life, you got to be in the spirit. You got to have the Spirit of God. Come on now. He said, You can't do this in the flesh. You can't do this in your own way of thinking. Pastor Leon, this ain't going to happen because you just think you, do, you just want it to happen. Come on now. You got to be prophetic over your life. Every day you got to be prophetic. And I know you are because I know who you are. And what it looks like ain't what it is. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on now. Just like I said this morning. Remember, I was talking about this morning turning. Come on. Every, every turn has a different time period. Every turn has a Come on now. Well, one particular, come on, we put the milk, I remember like I told you this morning, when we put the milk in the chair, every time we did it, it just didn't happen at the same time. Sometimes I had to do it, when we would rotate, me and my cousin and my brother, we rotate, sometimes I rotated three times, sometimes I rotated four times, sometimes I had to rotate five times. I don't know what the deal was with the cow, but that's the way it was. <laughs> uh, come on now. How many of you know that, 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 that as a born again child of God, how you did it this time, come on now. Come on, you, you may have prayed and, and you got rid of a headache in 30 seconds. 
But tomorrow, another situation comes on, and then you can't get discouraged because you didn't get rid of it in 30 seconds. You got to keep churning. Right. Come on now. Right. Uh, come on now. There have been many times in my life I've had to deal with situations and, and, and over through the, through the years of my life and dealing with my body and different things and, and uh, I had to speak the word. And there's some things I can speak the word. I mean, like, for example, I don't get headaches. Just don't. Don't mean I don't have opportunities. I remember, I remember one time I was driving down the road with my wife. We were headed to a crusade. And all of a sudden this sharp pain hit my head. I, I, I didn't even recognize it because I had one in so long. But all of a sudden I said, oh, no, 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 devil. You know, no headaches can park here. This is a no parking zone for headaches. Huh? Come on now. I said, this is a no parking zone. See, the devil's looking somewhere to park. Oh, come on, help me tonight. Uh, come on now. He's looking for somewhere to park. But you listen, you gotta, you got to put up a no parking zone. Come on now. Amen. And so it means I said, no, devil, this can't stay. And when I said that, I know. I knew it before I knew it. Come on now. I said I knew before I knew. Because I know that I don't get headaches. I know that I've overcome that situation. Come on now. So I know, I know that this cannot stay because I know that I, I have that faith that it, this ain't going to stay. And immediately it went. Thank you, Lord. Huh? Come on now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, see, I'm a, I was an athlete in school and, and I played football and I played baseball. I was a catcher for 13 years and I was headed to the Cincinnati Reds organization uh, to be a uh, professional catcher. And... Um, and all of a sudden, I blew out my knee. And when you blow out your knee, you can't catch no more. Huh? And so I had to, my whole mentality was messed up because I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I wanted to be a professional football player. And I saw how big they were after college. When I got into college, I said, I didn't want to do that no more. <laughs> and so I, I you know, and I, of course, I was a two-sport star. You know, I got, I got scholarships to play both sports. And... Uh, and so I actually bypassed college and went on to try for the Cincinnati Reds. And then I blew my knee out first practice, but blew it out. Just like the devil. But God had another plan. Because he knew if I wouldn't have went down this path, that path, I wouldn't be down this path. Huh? Come on now. So later on, they don't tell you after playing 13 years, you know, I'm squatting for 13 years. Come on now, for hours upon hours squatting. They don't tell you in the beginning of this as a little boy, because I started catching at five years old. They don't tell you that after a period of time that you're going to have problems with your knees later down the road. Huh? And so, so eventually I had to have took my knees totally redone, reconstructed. Both my knees have been totally reconstructed. All new ligaments, all new tendons and everything. And this was years and years and years ago. Well, all of a sudden, based on the barometric pressure some days, you know, if it gets a real, um, the, if the pressure's real hard, it gets a storm coming on. I can tell when a storm's coming on, um, my knees are very prophetic. <laughs> how, how many know, come on, your body has a voice? Huh? Come on, I say your body has a voice. Come on, you sit there shaking your head no, then you, then you lie. If you lie, you cry. Come on, your body has a voice. And so that before it even rains, I know that, the, that the, 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 the pressure is right for a thunderstorm to come on. I know that because of my knees. So there are days that when I wake up, the pressure, the barometric pressure is high, and I, so I can feel it in my knees. I have to speak to my knees. I have to tell my knees to shut up. Uh -huh. Huh? Yeah. Come on, I have to tell my knees to shut up because all of a sudden they decided they want to, be a, they want to have a voice. 
Oh, come on. Don't let me keep them on on this side. Huh? Yeah. Come on now. All of a sudden, my knees decide they want to have a voice. Well, i got to make a decision. i got to make a Holy Ghost executive decision. Come on now. Every single day, you got to make a Holy Ghost executive decision. Amen. Amen. Come on now. And so I had to make a second decision that my knees are not going to have a voice. I had to shut their voice. Come on now. How did I shut my voice? I started cleaning the blood. Because the revelation says that we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. That means words. If I say words. words. Come on now. Words of our testimony. That means your voice. Amen. Come on now. Your voice. Not somebody else's voice. Your voice. Come on. Not the pastor's voice. Your voice. Not the evangelist's voice. Your voice. Come on, not mama's voice, not daddy's voice, not wife's voice, not husband's voice, your voice. Everybody say, my voice. My voice. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on now. It is your voice that overcomes by the blood of the Lamb. Come on. It is your voice that creates the testimony. Oh, somebody, come on now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on now. I trying to feel the Holy Ghost in here. Something's stirring in here. Come on now. It is your voice, come on now, that creates the testimony. How many want to have a testimony? How many want to be a living testimony? Uh, come on. How many want to wake up tomorrow morning without any pain, without any sorrow, without any hurt, without any pain, without any addiction? Come on. Woo, glory to God. How many know it's possible? Glory to God. Glory to God. So when we leave here tonight, we're not leaving the same way that we came. We're not put listen, we're not gonna put old wine. Come on, new wine in old vessels. That means we're not gonna put this word in the old way of thinking. Come on now. Because what happens is it cracks and it leaks, and if you leak, guess what? You run out. That's right. Ooh, my, 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 my. Huh? Come on, amen. So it's your voice. So when Jesus was on the road, come on now, when Jesus was on the road to Lazarus, he already put in motion the testimony. Oh, come on, I said he already put in motion the testimony. He already knew. Come on now. He already told the side, but he's not dead. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Oh, come on now. I don't care what the doctor report is. I don't care what the doctor said about you. I don't care if you got arthritis or what the doctor says you have arthritis. It ain't yours. It don't belong to you. said, that's okay. I appreciate it, doctor, but I'm just not receiving that. Huh? Huh? It ain't mine. Don't listen. Let me tell you something. Don't you own it. Oh, come on. If you receive it, then you own it. I like what Miss Sandy says, you know. She, you know, uh, um, she, you know, it, those that know her, you know, she, she has to take some medication. That's not a, it's not a secret. All right? So she has to take a couple medications. But what she does, she says, that's not mine. She said, that's not my medication. It's medication, but it's not my medication. Huh? Now, guess what? She's creating a testimony. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on now. And now don't be shocked when she pulls up in here in one of her new vehicles. Amen. And she's behind the wheel. Amen. And don't let that rock your word. Don't get jealous. He said, all you need to do is say, I'm next. I'm next. Oh, come on now. Amen. Glory to God. Because it's coming. She's going to roll up in her little new SUV one day. Come on now. You ready? Come on. Amen. Come on. I see it. I just saw that. You know, I saw you pulling in the parking lot. It's coming. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't get, don't get bent out of shape because the pastor's wife's coming up in here rocking a new uh, SUV. Amen. I just saw white. I don't know why I just saw white. That's what you want. No wonder I saw it. <laughs> Glory to God. I just saw her pull up in a white SUV. Lord have mercy, Jesus. 
They can't have mine, but I believe God to give one like mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so you have to set, come on now, what you, what you set right now is going to determine what's going to happen next. So Jesus already set in motion before he ever got to the tomb. He already told the disciples he's not dead. Huh? He already set in motion. And people say when he got there, you know, the scripture says in Jesus wept. He wasn't weeping for Lazarus. He wasn't weeping for Lazarus. People say, well, you know, he loved him so much. And oh, look at the compassion Jesus had. Jesus wasn't weeping for Lazarus. Jesus already knew. He didn't see Lazarus as dead. He didn't see a dead situation. Therefore, he couldn't be weeping over a dead situation. If you don't see a dead situation, he was weeping over them. That those that were there, their lack of faith. Uh, he was with because he already created miracles after miracles after miracles that have happened, and yet they tell him, You should have been here. If you were here, the lives would have been dead. <laughs> after he done went to their house, Jesus went to their not too many houses Jesus went to. That's right. That's right. Oh, come on now. Uh, I said, there weren't too many houses that Jesus went to. Read your Bible. There's only a handful of houses that Jesus went to, and every house he went to, something major happened. Come on now. Well, I got news for you. Jesus is welcome at my house. Amen, amen. Uh, come on now. I said, Jesus is welcome at my house. Is he welcome at your house? Yes. Well, if he's been to your house, I just got news for you. He's been to my house. Amen. <laughs> huh? He's been to my house. And, re and because he's been to my house, my house is a house of miracles. Yes. Did you know that my house is a, is a drama-free drama zone? Ask my granddaughter. She'll tell you, Poppy's house is a drama-free zone. And she's, listen, she's three years old. If she starts to get a little drama, my daughter will call, video call me, and say, here, talk to her. I said, Annie, what's going on? Nothing, Poppy. I said, why are you upset? I don't know. I said, we don't have upset in my house. I said, are you in Poppy's house? Yes, sir. I said, then let me see it. I said, let me see it. I only have to tell her because she, she knows that. I said, let me see it. And she'll turn, all of a sudden, she'll turn that frown upside down. And she'll smile. Come on now. A three-year-old has the capability. Oh, come on now. I said, a three-year-old has a capability of changing her environment, changing her atmosphere with turning her frown upside down and turning it to a smile. And all of a sudden, you know, joy shows up every time. We just start laughing. Come on, if a three-year-old can do that, my God, what are we waiting on? Amen. Come on, we got to have a drama-free zone. Listen, you need to make up your mind right now. Draw a Holy Ghost bloodline around you. This is a drama-free zone. Come on now. Amen. This is a, 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 what do you call a, a, a hospital room? A, you know, it's a, a clean room. You know, there's no, there's no germs in the room. A sterile room. Come on now. Listen, listen you need to make up your mind. This is going to be a sterile situation here. Come on, no demon, no devil, no... Come on now. It's not going to be in this atmosphere. I live in a sterile-free zone. Amen. Come on now. That means germs don't exist. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on this side. <laughs> come on now. I said germs don't exist. That means sickness don't exist. If there's no germs and bacteria, guess what? There's no sickness and disease. <laughs> I'm telling you, I may get a little excited to hear I'm preaching myself. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm preaching myself happy. Y'all can come on if you want, but it don't matter to me because I'm not determined by your place. <laughs> I'll keep preaching till you get happy. So if you want me to stop, you better get happy. 
Ain't gonna stop me right now, but what you do? Come on now. So Jesus determined, watch this. So Jesus determined, come on now, before he ever got to the tomb, what's gonna happen? Huh? Come on now. He determined. Come on now. He already put the testimony. Come on. In the situation. He's not dead. He already spoke it out. That means that the Spirit of God went ahead of him. Come on now. I said the Spirit of God went ahead of him. Come on now. The Holy Spirit went ahead of him and started what? Started going Holy Ghost surgery. Why do you think Lazarus came so quick? Oh, come on, come on. Why do you think Lazarus came so quick? Because he already put in motion. Come on now. This is how your victory is going to come so quick. Come on now. Because what you're saying right now, what you're doing right now, come on. The praise that you have right now, the worship that you have right now, the thanksgiving that you have right now, it's already going ahead of you. Come on. Make it your tomorrow greater than your yesterday. <laughs> my, 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 my. Somebody needs to shout, glory. 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 Yeah. So this changes everything. Yeah. Come on, this changes everything. Yeah. And so we get a hold of this. We get a hold of this. And, and all of a sudden, so what, see, what we're trying to do is we're, we're determining what our tomorrows are going to be. And we're making a, a, a second decision that our tomorrow is going to be better than our yesterday. Huh? Our tomorrow is going to be better than our yesterday's yeah. because of what we're determined right we're making an executive decision. So Jesus, watch this. So Jesus, when he said he's only sleeping, he said yesterday he was dead. But tomorrow he ain't going to be. You may have been sick yesterday. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. You may have been in pain yesterday. Huh? But you're coming in contact with somebody today. Oh, come on now. You're coming in contact. Listen, we're having an encounter today. This is what we've been missing. We need to have these Holy Ghost encounters. We're having a Holy Ghost encounter right now here at, at Cherry Church of God. Come on, in Cresswell, North Carolina. We're having a Holy Ghost encounter. So much so that it's going gonna, it's gonna to change our tomorrow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Glory to God. <laughs> so I'll never be the same. Well, that's six of you. Huh? Come on, I said, I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. Woo, glory to God. Come on, you got to be like my granddaughter. You got to come on board. Amen. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, when he got to the tomb, now watch this. So when he got to the tomb, huh? when he got to the tomb, he already knew. Huh? That's why he wasn't weeping for Lazarus. Lack of situation was already taken care of. Huh? Lazarus' situation was taken care of when he was on the road. Huh? I said Lazarus' situation was taken care of when he was on the road. Amen. What he was weeping for, come on now, what he was weeping for was their lack of faith. Because he had already been in their house. He had already broke bread with them. He had basically like communion with them. And, you know, and Mary came in and, and, and you know, anointed his feet with oil. I did a research on that. And, and the, the, the perfume that she used, the one ounce perfume, one ounce, back in those days was equivalent to $35,000 today. One ounce. You know, ounce was very big. And it was, in, in every, and you couldn't get it, everybody couldn't get it because it was a precious perfume. And only the, only the rich had it. But somehow or another, she got her hands on it. Come on now. So what is it worth to you? You have, let me ask you this question. 
And I'm not talking about money. I'm just talking about in yourself. What is it worth you for Jesus to show up your house? Huh? Because, see, that was her. That was a, 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 a type and shadow of worship. <clears throat> when she anointed his feet. Come on now. She was already preparing. Now watch this. So what we don't see is this. She was already preparing his steps. To bring him back. Thank you, Holy Ghost. See, we don't understand. She listen, she was already, already anointing his feet to bring him back. Because her sacrifice of that is what brought her miracle to her brother. Amen. That was not something natural that she did. That was, come on, that was supernatural. And we don't see that. We don't think about that. But when she anointed his feet, she was already determined a path of where those feet were going to return to. Come on, your praise right now, your worship right now, come on, your sacrifice of praise, your sacrifice of worship is preparing. Come on now. That God, remember I told you, God is not a one-time event God. Come on, that's not a one-time. Your praise and your worship and your sacrifice of praise right now, come on, it's preparing the way for God to come back and show up in your life again. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. to change in your life. This is not an accident I'm here. It's not an accident or a mistake that I'm here. This is ordained by the Holy Ghost. For things to change, things are about to change in your life supernaturally. For your tomorrows are about to be greater than your yesterdays. So in Ezekiel 37, in verse 1, it says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me. So how is this possible that the miracle is going to happen in your life? How are you going to change a dead situation? How are you going to turn a dead situation around? Well, Ezekiel 37 is the greatest example that I can think of. In Ezekiel 37, one in the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out in the spirit. So that tells me right there, we can't do this in the natural. That means that you got to stretch yourself. Remember this morning I talked about Moses? Remember, I just big brick. I mean, I mean, this is a whole week worth of teaching right here. Listen to me, because let's go back just for a moment. Hold yourself there for a second. Ezekiel thirty-seven one. Now watch this. Then we're going back to Exodus chapter three. In Exodus chapter three, and when Moses went around um, the mountain for forty years, remember I said this morning, in Exodus chapter three. I think this is verse four, where Moses shows up at Mount Horeb, which was called the Mountain of God, and he'd been around this mountain for forty years. And all of a sudden, he sees the burning bush. Remember, I told you this morning, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is not the first time that the bush burnt, but it was the first time that he looked. Huh? I said, it's the first time he looked. And God said, watch this. Because what was going to happen, I didn't even get there, get there this morning because you got to understand it. Because what happened next was crucial. Because, see, once we stop, once we stop, and take the focus on the situation that we're dealing with. Take the focus off ourselves. Take the focus off our problems. Take the focus off our pains. Take the focus off our hurts. Come on now. Something else is about to happen. Because then the voice of God shows up. Come on. The voice of God shows up and the voice of God begins to call you by name. And when the voice of God calls you by name, come on. What's getting ready to happen next is going to change your life forever. Huh? Come on now. Because God 
was about to create a relationship with Moses. Yeah. See, that's what God wants. He wants to create a relationship with you. He, like I told you this morning, he wants you to go from God mentality to daddy mentality. But the only way that this is going to happen, it has to come through relationship. And so God wasn't, wasn't going to be just God in Moses' life. God was about to become a daddy. But in order for God to become a daddy, Moses had to come to him. That means he had to enter. Oh my, she doubles that. That means he had to enter into the presence of God. Come on now. He had to have an encounter. Come on now. That's all God. He wants to have an encounter with you. Not once, not once in a lifetime, but every single day. He said, I'm going to have an encounter with you. In order for that to happen, you got to come into my presence. Because this is how the testimony is going to happen. This is how your words are going to change. This is what's going to change your environment. This is what's going to change your situation. This is what's going to change your marriage and change your household and change your finances. Amen. Amen. So your job should determine your finances. Look, we're not limited by our jobs. Come on now. Come on. We live an unlimited life when we serve God. Thank you, Lord. Listen, if, if I base my travels in what came in on a regular basis, I wouldn't go nowhere. I can make more money out there in the world just like that. As far as naturally, but not supernaturally, but naturally, if I based my income on the natural. But God always takes the little and turns it and just keeps multiplying. Thank you. Huh? Remember? Just keeps multiplying. Remember the prophet? Elijah, remember when he went? And the, and, and the widow? Remember every time she opened up, just there was a meal. Every day there's fresh, there's fresh meal. And somebody said this one time, they said, well, how come they just didn't fill it up? Because it would have spoiled See, God doesn't want you to have old manna. He wants you to have fresh manna every day. See, that's why your praise today, come on now, your praise today is for today. Because your praise tomorrow is for tomorrow. Come on, because God has something fresh for you tomorrow. I said, he got something new for you tomorrow. Your tomorrow is going to be better than your yesterday's. You watch right now. You watch what God is saying. See, you, look, you don't realize because sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. But see, I see because it's been a long time since I've been here. But I see. I see the change. I see the transition. I see it. And if I see it, that means God sees it. If God sees it, guess what? You're going to begin to see it. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He ain't done with you yet, baby. He ain't done with you yet. He ain't done with you. God's about to, oh, shit up, of course, They both sit there. Yeah, you know who I'm talking to. God's about to do something big in your life. You've gone around that mountain long enough now. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, you're going around the mountain long enough. It ain't by accident you're here today. God's about to change. And, and matter of fact, the way you think and the way you see God's about to change that. And he's going to give you a bulldog tenacity like you never had before. And all of a sudden, I just keep seeing the word no. Keep seeing the word no. Keep seeing the word no. That you're, uh, you're going to have the authority and the power to say no like you never had before. Your no is about to be bigger. <laughs> so you better receive that right now. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Things are about to change. I said, things are about to change. Come on now. I said, things are about to change. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes our no's need to be more powerful than our yeses. It ain't all about the yes. Sometimes it's about the no. No devil. No devil. No. 
No, devil. And you've got to be bold with it. You've got to, be, you've got to have a bulldog tenacity with this. So we see this. And watch here in Ezekiel 37. 1, because, wow. In Ezekiel 37. 1 says that the hand of the Lord was upon me and he carried me out in the spirit. And watch this. And he placed me in the valley which was full of bones. And lo, they were very dry. Now, it's, isn't it interesting that all of a sudden the presence of God shows up, but yet then he takes it to a dry place? And that just don't make no sense. Huh? And he placed him in a dry place. And the Bible says that he was full of bones and love. They were very dry. They just weren't dead. There was no meat on them. There was no flesh on them. It wasn't nothing but a bone, bone yard. Huh? Bones were scattered everywhere. There was, there was chaos. Come on now. I said there was chaos. But yet the Holy Spirit took him and placed him in the middle of chaos. Why was it that the Holy Spirit placed him in the middle of chaos? Because he needed a voice in that chaos. <laughs> Come on now. God's about to give you a voice. Huh? Come on now. God's about to give you a voice in the middle of your chaos. I said God's about to give you a voice in the middle of your chaos. You're about to become very prophetic in your life. Come on now. You're about to become very prophetic over your life. And you're about to change some things. You ain't got to wait on me. You ain't got to wait on pastor. Come on now. You're about to. Come on. I said God is waiting on you to become very prophetic in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm about to change some things. I'm about to change some things. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, he said, then he asked him a question. He asked him a question. His son of man, he asked him, can these bones live? Huh? Remember I told you in the very beginning, your first response determines what happens next? Ezekiel didn't say, oh, I have no idea. Huh? Because in the spirit realm, come on now, in the spirit realm, you're, you, you are not in the equation in the spirit realm. Your voice is not in the equation in the spirit realm. It's actually his voice becoming your voice. Amen. <laughs> That's why Ezekiel said, he said, Lord, you know. Huh? He said, Lord, you know. And so he actually even took himself out of the way. The moment you take yourself out of the situation, then God can do something. Hallelujah. He can turn out of place Come on now. He can turn your dry place around. Come on now. He can turn that chaos around. Yes. But you come on now. Something. Thank you, Lord. In your life. Yeah. And so he said, Lord, you know. And then he goes on to say, He said, Now prophesy and say unto these bones. Hear. Come on now. He said, Hear. Everybody say, Hear. He didn't say, Hear what you got to say. Huh? He could care less. Look, Satan could care less what you got to say. <clears throat> huh? I said, Satan can care less what you because there's no authority in your words. There's authority in your voice with his words. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Huh? See, we've been we've been saying the wrong things. We've been saying what we think we're supposed to say. Look, you ain't you ain't scared nobody with what you think. Huh? You ain't putting the devil on the run with what you think. He can care less what you think. But when you start using the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. The word of the Lord says. Hold your place with him. Hold your place with him for a minute. In Daniel. In Daniel chapter, I think it's chapter 10. In Daniel chapter 10. Remember Daniel prayed. And Daniel's used for the angel of the Lord showing up. Anytime he prayed, he was, remember Daniel was throwing the lions in. And when he was throwing the lions in, remember? He made the lions his head, his head the pillow, and a footstool. So when they, when they rolled back the stone, come on, when they rolled back the cover of the, of the lions in, Daniel's kicking back. 
in the middle of killing lions, come on now, he's kicking back. Because he's used to the angel of the Lord showing up. So when, because Daniel refused to bow down, he refused to give into the world's situation. He refused to give into the world's voice. Yes. Huh? Come on now, you got to refuse to give into the world's voice. Yes. That's why we can't bow down. Amen. Listen, we got to make a stand. Ah. Man, I don't have time. Ah. I just don't have time. But we got to make a stand right now. We got to make a stand right now. That we're not going to let them push us anymore. We're not going to allow people to push us anymore. We're not going to like, come on now. We're going to make a stand. I, I told someone the other day, we need to have a Holy Ghost tea party. Amen. Come on, if you know anything about history, remember the Boston tea party? Uh, come on now. They just finally said enough's enough. Come on, you gotta have a Holy Ghost tea party in your life and say, enough's enough, devil, and put and kick your stuff out of your ship. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So in Daniel chapter 10, so because Daniel's used to the, Lord, uh, the angel of the Lord showing up, but all of a sudden, for 21 days, the angel of the Lord ain't showing up. Come on now, for 21 days. Now Daniel is used to the, Lord, the angel of the Lord showing up, but for this time, Things the Lord didn't show up for 21 days. And all of a sudden, here comes Gabriel. Gabriel shows up, and he apologizes. When's the last time an angel of the Lord apologized to you? Huh? I ain't never had no angel apologize to me. <clears throat> but he said, I'm sorry. He said, but, he said, I was fighting the king of Persia. I was fighting Satan. He said, the battle was so tough. He was fighting the battle for Daniel because Satan was trying to get to him and trying to kill him, trying to shut him up. Mm -hmm. So you understand, he's trying to shut his voice mm -hmm. because if he can shut your voice, he can stop the miracles. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because see, your voice can change nations. Daniel's Amen. voice changed the nation. Amen. He didn't have a title in front of his name. He had a PhD. He wasn't a post over there. Huh? He wasn't a doctor. He wasn't an evangelist. Come on now. He was dangerous Daniel. But he had a relationship with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on now. He had an encounter with the Lord. And Daniel, just one man changed the nation. Thank you. Let's just change our household first. Your voice. Come on. Your, his words with your voice is going to change your household. Amen. And so the angel of the Lord came upon and said, I've been fighting for 21. I would have been here the moment that you prayed. He said, I would have been here, but I was fighting the king of Israel, fighting Satan on your behalf because he's trying to, to take you out. He said, the battle was so tough. He said, this particular battle, so you don't have no idea what's going on in the spirit, and that's why you got to stay the course. Mm -hmm. Come on. He said, the battle was so tough that I had to call the war angel Michael to come and take care of this one. Mm -hmm. So because you kept, with your voice, you kept speaking. Come on now. He said, I had to call Michael to take care of the situation because I had to finally have to come to you. He said, I have come here because of your voice. Your words. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on now. Come on now. Thank you, Lord. See, he's used to churning, and, and, and the cream would rise to the top the first day. Huh? Every day he just cream, he would just churn, and the cream would rise to the top. But this particular batch, come on. I said this particular batch, he was churning and churning, and yet it won't come. But he knew if he kept churning. Come on now. He knew if he just kept churning, then eventually the angel of the Lord was going to show up. Come on. You just got to keep churning. Come on now. You got to keep churning. And you got to keep churning. Because eventually, as long as you keep churning, the angel of the Lord is going to show up. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Things are about to change. Hallelujah. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. And so now let's fast forward back to Ezekiel 37. So he placed him there. And, it, and so when he asked him, and he said, Lord, you know. He immediately put it back on the Lord. And then when he put it back on the Lord, he said, okay, then this is what you say. And as you say this, this becomes prophetic. Because he said, say this. And then he said, come back again. And again he said, prophesy. Oh, my, 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 my. Come on now. And again, he said prophesy. So his words went from his words to his words, and his words became very prophetic. And he said, now say to these bones, dry bones, hear, what's this? Don't hear your voice. Don't hear your words. He said, hear the word of the Lord. Did he not? Yeah. yeah. He said, hear the word of the Lord. And when he said, hear the word of the Lord, all of a sudden. Come on now, fast forward just a little bit, because I ain't going to time. Before all of a sudden, there came a sound. There was a rattling and a shaking. Guess what? There's about to be a rattling and a shaking in your life. Oh, come on, I said, there's about to be a rattling and a shaking. The last time I checked it, there was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. The Spirit of God showed up. Come on. I said, the Spirit of God is about to show up in your life. There was a rattling and shaking all of a sudden. Bone began to come the bone. And it's interesting because this bone that was supposed to be connected to another bone was on the other side of the field. It didn't make no difference how far it was. The bone found itself. Listen, your miracle will find exactly where it's supposed to Hallelujah. Come on. I don't care how distant it may seem. I don't care how far it may seem away. And I don't care how long it's been. But when you get into this place, come on now. When you finally settle into this place. If I say this place. Come on. When you settle into this place. This is that. This is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joe. This is that. This is the place. Then all of a sudden it has a sound. Like a mighty rushing wind. I don't care how far it is away. How far it looks. God's going to bring it to you. And put it exactly where it must be. Somebody stand to your feet. And give God a shout of praise. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, let your boys and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing of your Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, just lift your hands. Listen to the Lord for a moment. God is doing something. The Holy Spirit is moving in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. You may not understand everything, but you cannot deny the presence of God that is in this place tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. While you're worshiping right now, come on. You're preparing. Come on. You're preparing for your miracle to return. Come on, they prepared. When she anointed Jesus' feet, she was preparing his feet to return with the miracle. She had no idea that Lazarus was going to die. She had no idea. But she obeyed God. She obeyed the Holy Spirit. Come on. 
Come on, she was preparing. Her worship was preparing. That was a form of worship. Your worship right now, your worship right now is preparing the feet of Jesus to, show, to come back and bring your miracle. Wow. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, what you're doing right now determines what's going to happen next in your life. Come on, what you do right now is determine what's going to happen next in your life. Father, we thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for your healing anointing. Continuing, continuing, continuing to be your person. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Send your liar. We bind you right now in the name of Jesus. You have no right, no authority in this body. And we command this body, come on, to line up with the word of God. I thank you for strength in this body. I thank you for his voice to become back strong again. Strength in his limbs. Father, right now, bone to bone. Come on, we, we, we are very prophetic, very prophetic, Father. Bone to bone, we speak to those bones. We speak to the ligaments, the tendons. We speak to the blood, the vessels, Lord, to strengthen in this body right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My, 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 my. My, my, my. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Shut up, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Rabashi. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, healing and a cure. Healing and a cure. Healing and a cure right now. And, oh, enough's enough, devil. Enough's enough. Hallelujah. In the name. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you need prayer tonight, if you want prayer tonight, I want you to just come up here right now. Well, they're not getting strong here. You won't put the hands laid on you. You won't burn to come up here right now, whatever it may be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's going on with her? Fear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. You know, fear is learned. People don't realize that, but I, I did a study. Fear is learned. It's not something that just you're born with. You learn it through circumstances and through voices. And Father, I, I, I shut the voices down right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, I protect your mind and I protect your ears and I protect your eyes as I apply the blood of Jesus. I command joy. I command joy to rise up within her. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, to be upon her right now. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Never the same. Never the same. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I almost came back there to you. I almost did, but you know what? The Holy Ghost won't let me. Because the Holy Ghost said if she wants it, she'll come up. And you did. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's been one down by the other. Wow, I see that. Well, you know what? We just draw a line in the sand right now. There's a change. You'll begin to see differently. You're going to begin to hear differently. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to speak differently. You'll begin to, to speak the word. The word. So your first response is not going to be the way it used to be. <laughs> and all of you say, don't worry about it, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you because you're not in this by yourself. It's not in your strength, it's in my strength, said the Lord. Father, thank you. Wow. The moment you stand there, the Holy Ghost said, I begin to work. I begin to work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bind the forces of the enemy right now. I uproot everything that has been planted into her father right now. I see that. I see that field. I, I spray Holy Ghost Roundup on that field that has been planted in the past. And we and we, we, we curse that field. And now, Father, we, we plow up that field and we begin to plant a new field. <laughs> oh, my Bible city. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There it is. There it is. There it is. Now let your hands and just thank God for right now. Thank you. Yes, this is the beginning right here. This is the beginning right here. This, in fact, fact, that's what is the beginning of breaking that fear. Wow, how about that? Yeah, I saw that. As we lift our hands up high, come on, church them out. You'll never be afraid to do this anymore. Remember this moment right here. Because this is the moment that you're going to walk through your house just like this. When the attacks come, you're going to walk through your house. You're just going to begin to lift up your hands. And you're going to begin to stomp your feet and say, no, devil. Because this is my place. This is my territory, and I will praise God. In the middle of the dry bones, in the middle of the dry place, I'm going to praise God, and life's going to come back into that situation. Remember this moment, because it is this moment that changes your life forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout of prayer. Glory, 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 glory. Never the same. Never the same. And you're going to be get yours right now. Oh, shut up, oh, say, in the name, in the name, hallelujah. I just heard the word prayer for you. It is time to step up. Time to step up. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, time for you to step up your game. We're not going to allow anything else. No, we're not going to allow the distractions. You've been distracted. Yes. Yeah, I see that you've been distracted. God said, I didn't, I didn't break those distractions. The enemy brought the distractions, but we're going to do away with the distractions because there are times I'm going to call upon you and you're going to need to pray. Somebody in another country or somebody in another state is going to need that prayer. Somebody right here in church, church God is going to need that prayer. And God is going to woo you. And it don't matter who they are. You don't need to know their name. But God says, I'm wooing you. And once you get out of the whole city. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Give me your hands. 
not about seeking those thoughts. That are not my thoughts, but no longer be your thoughts. But my thoughts will be your thoughts, say the Holy Ghost. You're gonna think that you're gonna think of those things that are good, those things that are pure, those things that are holy. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else. And you'll begin to see your people gonna say, Wow, what happened to you? Wow, what happened to you? And this is just gonna come from. This drops the healing all the way to your knees. Watch what I say. Leave it, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Focus on the past. 
but focus on the future. And don't focus on, I just heard the word DNA, because I've given you a new DNA. And that old DNA has no authority over you. That old, you've been blood blood washed and blood redeemed. You're not going to have to be concerned about sickness. You're not going to have to be concerned about disease. You're not going to have to be concerned about whatever's hidden in your DNA. He said, well, I have given you a blood transfusion from the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus.
never would live, never would survive. She either gave birth to it in just a matter of months, it would have died. And so, in my prayer time, I had this vision of me holding, and this was a girl, by the way, a little girl. I, it seemed like that's all I knew was girls. I have granddaughters and I had daughters. But I had a word from the Lord. He said, I'm giving you a son. Now, I and my wife and I, we're not planning on having any more kids. But he said, I had a vision of me holding my grandson before the church and saying, this is my miracle grandson. He's going to have my skin. I saw my skin tone and he looked like me. Because, see, I, I'm Native American, and so I, I want my son, I wanted my grandson to have my skin tone. And so, last year, at this time, I get a phone call 12 months ago, a little bit before last year. And my daughter calls me and tells me she's pregnant. And when she told me that, immediately I said, it's a boy. I said, because this is the promise. See, she had every opportunity to quit turning. They tried and 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 never could get pregnant. And she kept trying and kept trying to find She kept turning. And one day, she called me and said, Daddy, guess what? I said, you're pregnant. She said, how did you know? I said, I just know. I said, and it's going to be a boy. She said, Daddy, you don't know that. I said, yes, I do. Because I've already seen him. I've already seen me and him at Bush Gardens in Virginia. Standing at the, at the cars, the little cars that they drive around and around. And I'm holding while my granddaughter and my daughter and my and my, my daughters are riding the car because he's too small to ride the cars, but they're driving around the cars. And I had a vision of me holding him. He's about three years old. And I'm holding him and I'm telling him, look at mommy go around the car. Look at mommy. Huh? And yeah, my skin tone to look like me. Well, three months ago, almost three months ago, she calls me. I mean, not she called me, but we had our at the end of February, we had a baby boy. And you know when he came out, he didn't have his daddy's skin tone. His daddy, white as white as white, white as white. But he had my skin tone. And still does have I just showed you a picture today. Does he not have my skin tone? Good looking like his daddy. Hallelujah. Come on now. You just gotta keep turning. You just gotta keep turning for your miracle. Keep turning. Nothing's impossible with God. Come on. Well, you, well, your first response will determine what happens next. When we lost the first one, that's okay. We'll have I'll see my granddaughter. I got another, I got I got a granddaughter in heaven. I'll see her. Come on now, I said I'll see her again. They named her and everything. I'll see her. But this one, I have a promise. Look, God is speaking to you tonight. You have a promise. I said, you got a promise. Come on. Keep trying. Keep trying. 
is in victory. The creed is won by the Amen. Amen. I just love you guys so much. I thank God for you. I love you, pastors. Especially Pat, Sandy. I put up with you, pastor. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, Pastor Leon, uh, you know, even though he's not a pastor, you're always going to be a pastor. Amen. You're always going to be Pastor Leon to me. Matter of fact, you were the first church. You're the first church that I ever preached outside my church. You were the first church I ever preached at in Elizabeth City. Down there, I think it was on Ward Street. Ward Street? What was down there? Main Street. First church I ever preached at. I was just a puppy. I'm over 23 years old. That's a long time ago. And we're still connected. And you're still here. And God ain't done with you yet. say this after all the past the best is yet to come.
I can't tell you it will take place overnight. I can just tell you it will take place. Because when you say what God says, God's words become your words. And your miracle is in your mouth. Stand with me.